We are Anthem Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. For all the info you need, visit anthemforall.org and follow at Anthem Church Chicago. I just want to just encourage you um, in the fact that you are a church that knows how to host the presence of God. And uh, Father, I just thank you for, for men and women and for leaders and for families that have dug wells, that have opened this well of your presence in this place. And I pray that it will continue to flow, continue to flow more and more, just like a bubbling brook that would come up every time, every time they meet together, every time around a meal, around a home group, around a prayer, around a meeting, Father, that your presence would mark them. Your presence would mark them in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everyone. It's wonderful to see you. Thank you so much for, uh, in a sense, sacrificing, giving up your Saturday morning. I know there's much more you could be doing in an awesome city like Chicago on a cold winter's morning, namely being in bed still sipping on some coffee. And uh, so I'm, I'm very thankful that you're here sipping on some coffee. And so I love the fact that we are laughing and we are relaxed and we can find the humor in something that God has given us as a church. Because the, the one thing that I'm the most passionate about, um, other than just the prophetic and having people encounter Jesus, is to see people activated and and uh, John Wimber says it's we can all come and play. And this morning I want us to all come and play. And I know that might sound a little bit um, irreverent to you this morning going it's like the gift of the Holy Spirit but actually the, the Holy Spirit is fun the Holy Spirit Jesus is fun we you know it's not a bunch of lemon sucking Christians that we just have to like this is so hard let's just make it happen but Jesus loves to see us having fun and I mean how many of you would love to you, you spend so much time on choosing your gift for your favorite niece or your favorite nephew or your child I was going to say your favorite child but I know we don't have those you're not allowed legally to have a favorite child but you, you spend all this time buying this present and you spent money and you've sacrificed and you've given everything so that your kids on that day or your niece or nephew or someone else's child is going to sit and open that gift and go like, oh my hat, this is just the best thing ever. I mean, how many of you just would love to open the gift and he just sits there and plays with the wrapping? No, actually, it's like, I want to take that iPad. Uh, like, I'm just putting it right up there, gifts. <laughs> I'm just on a whole new level. I used to get school shoes for Christmas and I was like, oh my word. And um, so... Let's go iPads and electronics. And there's something of just seeing the delight in a child when they actually enjoy what it is that their father and their mother has 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 paid a price for and said, you know, we're prepared to sacrifice so that you can have fun. And so I love to see people come alive in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the prophetic specifically this morning, uh, where we can actually say, you know, let's not take each other so seriously. Let's just have some fun. Let's have a mistake on each other. Let's laugh together. And uh, I think it delights the heart of the Father this morning to say, man, there's some hungry people that have got together in the middle of Chicago to learn how to hear my voice and have fun in the process. I think that delights the heart of Jesus. And so... Um, we have done some, we've, we did some training last year. We've, we've done some training on Wednesday night covering sort of the basics. Um, I really am trying not to repeat anything or go back over anything. But I thought just maybe if you have somehow fallen into this meeting and have had no context for any of the other meetings or any of the other training, um, I thought I'd just give you some scriptural reference um, to why we can hear the voice of God. Um, and firstly, in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, it says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, 
especially that you may prophesy, especially the gift of prophecy. And so you actually have permission this morning to sit and say, Jesus, I want more of this. <laughs> actually, whatever level I'm operating in hearing your voice for myself and others, I actually want that on a, on a greater level and a greater capacity. The Bible actually gives you legal right to ask that. He says, come hungry, come ready, come ready to risk, come ready to learn, come ready to have fun, and eagerly desire the ability to hear God's voice. And then you say, well, in 1 Corinthians, um, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2, it says, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to the church of God that's in Chicago, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who are in every place, call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Call on his name, call on his name and say, Lord, speak to us. So there's a calling this morning, there's a hunger for the gifts to be pursued um, in our lives. In 1 Corinthians 14 verse 31, it says, for you can all prophesy one by one. Isn't that amazing? In 1 Corinthians 12, it says each one. So if you and all in an each one this morning, biblically, you can, you can put a demand in a sense on the spirit. You can put a demand on Jesus and say, this is my birthright as a child of God to hear the voice of my father. And if any voice other than that comes to try and convince you of that, like I need someone else to hear on my behalf, or I need someone more spiritual, or I need someone with this like heavy fancy title, that's a very South African word, a heavy fancy, um, a, a big title to be able to prophesy. No, actually, we can come because it's our birthright as children, that we can all come, we can all desire, we each one of us can, um, can, can in a sense, get to play. And... Um, yeah, it says, for all of you, all, um, for you can all prophesy one by one so that you all may learn and be encouraged. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. And so this morning, we want peace to come in the area of the prophetic. We want to be hungry. We want to say we can hear because Jesus died on the cross for us to hear. And we can hear because in 1 Corinthians 12, it says we each one, each one, everyone, we can all one by one hear his voice. We can all operate in the gift of prophecy. So that's a really quick foundation as to why we can all hear. You maybe are here. You've maybe had a different church background. You've maybe new in the church. You might have grown up a little bit more conservatively and you're going like, I'm not too sure about this, like hearing God's voice and this whole gift of prophecy. It sounds a bit wooey, <laughs> but actually scripturally we can prove it again and again and again that we can hear the voice of God for ourselves and for each other today where we are um, we have been given we have been given the mandate in a sense as the church to come and be the voice of God on the earth um, it's not once and for all it was once done and those guys somewhere in the Old Testament and maybe a spattering of those guys in the New Testament, they got to play, but we don't. No, actually we all get to enjoy, we all get to exercise uh, this gift. And so that's why we can hear, uh, so scripturally 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14, if you want to go and read that and just stew over that um, again and again, we can ask, we can receive. And so I thought, how do we actually hear? Do so you think, well, we can hear because the Holy Spirit speaks to us, but how does that actually practically happen on the inside of us? And uh, if you're anything like me, um, like on an intensity level of how intensely I experience things, it's like plus 10. <laughs> so I call it um, the constipated prophetic look. 
It's that like really like, oh, Jesus, I need to hear you. Oh, Jesus, I need to hear you. I'm not hearing you. I need to hear you. I'm not hearing you. And we, we, I think many of us come in with that intensity level. And when I say to people, can you, let's, let's pray for one another. Everyone gets that look. It's like that, oh, Lord Jesus, during the headlight look, is there a door open? Can I, how quickly can I get out of this building? Because there's, there's, there's something in us that just goes, this is hard work. I've got to like, I've got to like work it up. I've got to like try and make this happen. Like, and so I used to, to lock myself away in my room and I'd go, okay, now I'm going to hear Jesus. It's like, it's intentional. I've put time aside. I might have fasted. I might not. <laughs> Me and fasting are not good friends. Yeah. I fast when I skip breakfast and I have an early lunch. <laughs> And uh, I would like get all intense about it and I'm going to hear the Lord. And I'd sit on my bed and I'd sort of like open my Bible and I'd have just the right anointed worship music, you know, just the, like the latest stuff that's on and just playing. And I'd like try and create this like just perfect atmosphere. And I'm like, okay, now I'm going to hear the Lord. I'm going to hear the Lord. I might even burn a candle. It's like, okay, I'm going to hear the Lord now. Jesus, speak to me for someone, for a church. And I'd get so intense. And I, th I think the Lord just wanted to go, take a chill pull, chick. Like, just relax. This is, And because we have this idea that the voice of God comes from the outside and it booms in. So we're waiting for this big, like, writing on the wall, this big, like, wah, Deborah, you know, like in the middle of the night. And, and those, those moments are there, but they are they are the, in the minority. There are those times where we just have, wow, God has spoken to me. But a lot of times it's just, it's not that outward to inward. It's actually because the Spirit of God lives within us. That voice actually comes from the inside out. And what I felt found helpful to me, and I'm, I'm going to throw this out here, it might be helpful. You might be great in intensity, but when I get intense, I just hear nothing. So when I'm like, Jesus, Anthem Church, like, speak to me now. You know, like there's a meeting tomorrow and I have to come up with something. I sit there and I just get nothing because we actually start operating in the flesh. We start going, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to hear. I'm going to squeeze out a word and it's like, it's going to be great, you know? And we come with all this, these expectations of this outward voice coming to us. We're actually, if we understand that it's the Holy Spirit who is within us. And I want us to turn to 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10. If you want to crack a page or crack an app, it says the spirit in the second line of, of verse 10, it says the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men know the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. And where does the spirit of God live? Within us. We have not received the spirit of the world. We have not received, we don't live in the flesh, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. And he has freely given us his voice. He has freely given us access to his mind, to his heart. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom. That sense of I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to find it by my wisdom, by my good thoughts. But in words taught by the spirit expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. And I love to think of it this way. What's the greatest search engine on the internet in the world at the moment? I mean, everybody Googles. I mean, you even use the term Google. 
you know, it's, you, there are other search engines, just FYI. <laughs> but we just go, let's Google it. I love in Holland, I, I go to the Netherlands and they call it Google. Google. We're going to Google. I'm like, you're going to do what? And uh, so we have these search engines called Google. And we can literally go into Google and we can search for anything. In America, you can buy anything. It's wonderful. You can just go in and type it and tomorrow it's at your door. And so I'm just, I'm in love with that. Sheetal helped me exercise my, my buying power in the States. <laughs> She's an expert. I believe she's particularly gifted in that area. But we go into these search engines, search engines called Google, and we can literally search anything. Literally any study that's been done on the planet, anyone that's written anything, anyone that's had an opinion on anything, pretty much anybody that's anybody that's ever had a footprint on the web, well, you can find them somehow on the internet. It's really helpful when you're single. And um, it's called stalking. And... Um, <laughs> So you can go in and find anything. But at the end of the day, that's exactly the same. I said it's like the Holy Spirit is the search engine of heaven. If that helps you understand this. This 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10, it says that it's the search engine of heaven. If I'm looking at Steve and I'm going, Lord, what is it that, what is on your heart for him? What is on your mind for him? God knows his past, God knows his present, and God knows his future. He knows everything he's involved with. And I have the ability because of the Spirit's power within me, because the Spirit lives within me, to say, God, I want to be a blessing to this man. I want to be a blessing to that woman that sits next to me in the office. I want to be a blessing to someone in my home group. I want to be a blessing to someone that lives in my apartment block. And I can say, God, by the Holy Spirit that's in me, I have access to search the very heart of God and the mind of God. It says, I have the, the Holy Spirit knows the mind. It knows everything, and God knows everything. He is the Google of heaven. <laughs> there is nothing that he does not know. There is no body that he doesn't know. There's nothing he doesn't know about them. And because of the Spirit within me, I have access to that. Isn't that incredible? And that's how we hear the voice of God. It's not some booming external like message that comes, but it's because the Spirit of God is within us. And so when I look at someone, when I see someone, when I pray for someone, when I intercede for someone, it's what bubbles up on the inside. And often we miss it because we, in our flesh we are striving, we're trying so hard, we, we're waiting, we have this expectation that something's going to break in. We actually, the Spirit of God is within us. And because the Spirit of God is within us, it's searches the mind and the heart of God and I can say God what is in your mind what is in your heart what is in your future for Steve what is in your heart and mind for this person or this situation or for as a church our future what are you saying what must we do here where must we go because he knows everything and we have access to the mind and the heart of Christ isn't that incredible that's what this scripture actually says because the spirit of God is within us we have access and so how do we hear God? It's by becoming sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And so for me, I, I, um, I ex explain it this way. If you have a bank account and you keep putting deposits into that bank account, you know, whether it's a dollar, whether it's $10, whether it's $20, over time, that bank account grows and it's in credit. There's credit in that bank account. And so when that moment comes where there's a big expense or you're one child knocks out your other child's teeth and you've got to go and have some really expensive dental work or, you know, you're becoming sort of on the older side and you need some specs and you go, okay, I need to access that account in my savings to pay for this. 
And so for me, actually working, uh, walking and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's voice is me putting deposits into my spiritual bank account. And so I have changed my approach to hearing God from the, okay, I'm going to hear, I'm going to wait, I'm going to try and find that station where God is speaking and it's going to come on the outside. And I've learned to just hang with him and put deposits into my spiritual bank account. Does that sound a little spooky and spiritual? <laughs> and how did, what does that look like? That looks like me just worshiping. I used to try and prepare for meetings. Now I prepare myself. Because it was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just have all these points and I'm going to just go for it. But actually, I spend a lot more time. I do prep, just by the way. But I, I spend a lot more time actually receiving. I spend a lot more time just worshipping. I spend a lot more time just reading the word, not to find something for anyone, but just to put deposits in my spiritual bank account. I spend some time fasting. Occasionally, And um, I spend some time just hanging out with God, speaking to him, going for walks, just enjoying who he is. And all those things put a, like a deposit in my bank account. And there's a sensitivity that comes that literally sometimes when I'm in a moment or a situation and I need to make a withdrawal in a sense like I want to pray for Debs and I want to encourage her, there's something to draw from. And that is so helpful for me. And because there's a sensitivity to my spirit and the spirit is the one that gives me the heart and the mind of Christ. And so when I walk into that situation, I'm full, I'm sensitive to what it is that the spirit is saying and I can walk in and it's not like, oh, okay, I've got to get a word, you know. I can just come in and say, oh, this is just, as I walk past you, this is what bubbled up from the inside. And so sometimes we're trying so hard to make it happen, but actually it's just, in a sense, resting in our relationship with the Holy Spirit and knowing that He will talk. Biblically, He's given us access. He says we can because of our birthright and our position as sons and daughters. But He also says you have the Holy Spirit who knows all things, that searches all things. I mean, like, I know Aiden writes songs. I'm like going, there are songs in heaven that the Spirit is going to give Aiden, that it's literally on the mind of Christ, it's on the heart of Christ, and it's just as Aiden hangs out and he's just worshipping and he's reading the Word, and all of a sudden a phrase bubbles up and a, and a line bubbles up and a melody bubbles up, and then you go, oh, I think, that's, I think the Lord's speaking. I think there's a, that still small voice, which is often way more common than the big booming voice. And we just go, I'm going to lean into that. And so can I tell you when I mostly hear the voice of God, when I'm doing completely random mundane things? So I could be doing the dishes. I could be hanging washing. We don't have dryers in South Africa. Well, we do, but we just never use them. And uh, when you're hanging the washing or I'm literally on a way, I'm on my way to somebody to just have a, a for, informal coffee and just to hang out. And I literally step into the shower and something drops in my heart. Why? Because there's a sensitivity to the spirit of God because I've been putting deposits into that bank account all the time. And God says it's time to make a withdrawal. And so I was sharing, was it with Eric maybe the other night, just about the fact that we fill ourselves, in a sense, with wood for the fire. And so we develop a prophetic language. I'm not going to go too much into this, but man, as we're walking, as we go for a walk, we see things, as we learn something, and the Holy Spirit can then say, oh, remember that thing that you, you read the other day? And he draws a parallel, and he uses the very things around us to speak to us. 
It's not this, okay, I've got to hear this thing that's totally foreign, that's totally spiritual. It comes with music and it sounds like the Lord, you know. Now, actually, it's just Jesus saying, Hey, hey, Steve, that guy, could you, could you just go and encourage him in that? Could you, he just needs to hear right now that this is, it's going to be okay, that, that, that God's at work. And he just goes, oh, okay, I'm just going to follow that. Or he gives you something that's familiar to you. I was saying to someone the other day, often we think God's going to speak to us in something that's unfamiliar to us. So I have a, like a medical, biological background, so I understand how the body works. And God often used to give me words or like little things around something that I knew. He'd speak to me. I was a midwife, so he'd speak to me about birth and new things and all of that. And I'd go, oh, I can't be God because actually I know all about that. And one day God said to me, well, why would I speak to you around a car engine? <laughs> like you have no understanding of what happens there. And so he'll use the very small things that are actually familiar to you to speak to you. And so it's just, you know, as we're walking, as we're doing our day, as we look up, as we look at a tree, as a bird comes past, as we remember something, as we see somebody, it's that inward bubbling up that comes out because the spirit lives within me and I have access to the mind of God. And so wherever I go, it's like I can be a little Google search engine and I just type in, oh, type in your name and off I go. And that the Holy Spirit can give me what it is that that person needs. And I'm making light of it, but I want to, in a sense, demystify it for you. That it's not so hard. It's not so, it's actually just, Holy Spirit, I'm just walking with you. I'm just connecting with you. I'm just hanging out with you. I'm just worshiping. I spend a lot of time. A lot of times people think, oh, you're spending all this like a man. I just put some worship music on. I just spend time with the Lord. I make sure that I'm full. I'm on time and then I show up. And then he does the rest because I don't need to strive in it. I don't need to make it happen, um, which takes a lot of the stress um, out of that. So that's how we hear. Probably something I'm asked the most, and if you've ever tried to hear the voice of God, you go, how do I know it's me and how do I know it's God? How many of you often wonder that? I'm sure it's just me. It's something I know. It's something... You know, that's sort of like it's familiar to me. That's why I'm thinking it. And so I'm going to help you just to unpack that. So I always say there's only three voices that you can hear. And if you're hearing more than three voices, then you need another type of help, all right, which we can organize. But generally, if you're hearing, if you're asking the Lord, okay, can you speak to me? There's normally only three places that you will hear from. The first place is from the realm, uh, well, let me start on the, on the negative side first. There is, a, uh, there is a place where it speaks about, um, you'll either hear from an evil spirit, you'll hear from your soul realm, or you'll hear from God. Those are the three areas. So in Acts 16, verse 16 to 18, you read about a girl who spoke the truth about the disciples, but she got it from a satanic source. If you want to ever read that, you can go and read it in, we won't read now, but Acts 16, verse 16. So actually, she received something, and it was actually quite accurate. And often we think like accuracy is the be-all and end-all. <laughs> but actually, she received it from an evil spirit. It actually wasn't um, from God. And so it appears to be a good voice, but there's always a lie underneath it. And it mixes often truth with and, and factual things with something that's true. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because if you are here, 
chances are you've given up a Saturday morning, you love Jesus. <laughs> and so we are not going to be walking along and I'm going to say, Lord, give me a word for, for Eloise and this little evil spirit's just going to jump on me and like speak through me and overtake my body. It's like, that's not the way it works. And people go, I don't want it to be this evil thing that's overtaking my body. If you love Jesus, you are submitted to Jesus, your heart is good, the chance that it's going to be coming from an evil spirit is almost like zero to minus 10. Like that is something that obviously people that are dabbling with the occult, people that are dabbling in fortune telling, that is where they are drawing their source from. Um, I'll share a very quick story. There was a guy on TV. I can't remember what his name was, but the program was called Crossing Over or Crossing Over to the Other Side or something like that. And he would basically have this TV show where he'd call people and he'd say, like, your dead mother has got hold of me and she's told you that it's all going to be okay and she misses her dog and, you know, all of those types of things. But that was coming from a fortune-telling sort of like, it, it wasn't coming from the source of God. He wasn't acknowledging that Jesus is his savior and that's his source. Um, he was operating from a, a spirit of divination um, and I often um, when, I, when I'm at times not always when I feel the Holy Spirit prompt me to, to prophesy over people in a particular time or pl a space I'll get like a like a burning hot feeling on my shoulders and it's not an uncomfortable thing it's just something I'll recognize and I know okay God's saying you need to step out here and I, everyone was saying, have you watched this program? Have you watched this program? And I said, no, I'm not really interested in watching the program. But I thought, you know, well, maybe I should just have a look so that when people comment, I can actually give like an educated sort of answer. My educated answer before was don't, and my educated after was also don't. And um, so it didn't prove. But I was sitting in a room. Um, I was sitting in a room with every window closed. There were very long, heavy curtains from the, from the ceiling to the floor. So they were heavy curtains. There were no windows open. And as soon as this TV program came on, in about five minutes of me watching this TV program, I got this incredibly, exactly the same feeling I get when the Spirit prompts me to prophesy. But it was it was like a painful. It wasn't a pleasant feeling. It was so it was almost like a counterfeit uh, a counterfeit counterfeit feeling, and the curtains went from from vertical to horizontal in my bedroom. Like literally, they went straight up like this and just blew out. And I was going, okay, we'll just switch you off right now. And I, I think God was just He was telling me a whole lot more. You know, telling me a lot of other things. But that is often a counterfeit spirit that the enemy is trying to mimic. And so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because it's not something you're just going to happen to fall into or a little evil spirit's going to overtake you. But it is important to know that that can happen. And especially if you have wonderful aunties in the closet and great aunties that want to come and read tea leaves and stuff. That is often from um, a, a counterfeit spirit. Um, and it actually can be accurate. So I've had people tell me, oh, we've gone to these fortune tellers and they told us this stuff and it all came true. But there's a lot of really bad fruit that comes with that as well. And so just my advice is stay away. <laughs> um, but it's not something you're naturally going to operate in yourself. Probably the biggest um, difficulty is sometimes going, I want to pray for Debs, but you know, I know Debs. I know what's going on in her life. I know what's going on in the church. So how do I know like this is me and how, how do I know this is the spirit of God? And so we want to prophesy from the spirit. We don't want to prophesy from our soul. Now prophesying from your soul, which is your mind, your will and your emotion. 
prophesying from your soul is not wrong. It's not like the Lord comes and he goes, I smite thee because you prophesied from your soul. Often it's because we are, we are we, we're inquiring of God, we're hungry, we want to be a blessing, we want to step out, we want to encourage somebody. But sometimes our mind and our emotions get a little bit in the way. And I want to explain it this way. So if um, you have someone, I gave this example the other night, um, Eloise is going through hectic um, financial difficulties, you know, and Aiden just won't give her any money for clothes. And uh, <laughs> so we are going to pray for Eloise. She's in our home group and she, we've put her in the middle and we've said, okay, we're going to pray. And Eloise is so distraught and she's really having a hard time. And we're going to say, we want to bless her. We want to hear God on her behalf. How can she get breakthrough in this area? <laughs> How do you get clothing budget? Primarily, most women will prophesy from the realm of emotion. Because we want to see her have all those cool clothes. Not from thrift shops, from real shops. <laughs> and so we want to see her, um, you know, get what it is that God has. So we, we prophesy out of emotion. We prophesy out of mercy. We prophesy out of, oh, this is so what we want to see for you. Most men, and I'm generalizing here, so we could switch roles. Most men will operate from an intellectual place. They'll, they'll, they'll hear, if they're hearing from their soul, from their mind, their place of, well, actually, Eloise, if you just did X, Y, and Z, then this would solve your problem. And I feel like the Lord says you need to do X, Y, and Z. And so it's not out of a place of, man, I'm, I'm wanting to do the wrong thing or I'm, I'm, it's some evil thing. It's actually just that I'm prophesying more from my, from my mind or my will or my emotion because I want to see something or I think it's a good idea or you know it's like uh, this is sort of my sort of three points to help you get over your issue it becomes more counseling counseling your own opinion as opposed to the spirit of God and so it's not wrong it's just that we need to learn to tell um, the difference um, e Ezekiel uh, 13 uh, verse 2 to 3 it says they, pro they prophesied out of their own hearts they prophesied out of their own hearts. And that's really where we're prophesying more from the soul. Um, it's our own thoughts. It's our own ideas, our own inspirations, our own opinions. And it's, um, it's not wrong, but it's just not the place we want to access. The Spirit of God speaks within us. And then lastly, in 2 Peter 1, verse 20 uh, to 21, it says... Um, they were driven along as the wind. It actually speaks about they were carried and they were driven and they brought that which was from the Spirit of God. Um, there's even places in the, in the New Testament where they get some of it right, but then some of their flesh. You know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, Jesus, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. That was actually, they were prophesying the truth, truth, but then their emotions got like, don't go. You know, stay with us. Don't get taken from us. Um, and so we, we can mix the two. And I wish I could say this, there is some easy like formula, like don't do that, just do this. <laughs> but every time, this is a faith step. It's a faith journey. We're partnering with the Lord. And so I go, you know what? I'm stepping out the best I can. I'm trying to hear. I'm trying to discern what the Spirit is saying, not what I'm saying. Um, and then I, I bring that. And I say to someone, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. This is the picture that I had. And I then say, I'm leaving this with you and I'm not making it thus saith the Lord. I'm saying, this is what I'm feeling. And then there's a sense in, in scripture, we'll talk about this later, of testing a word, of actually saying, you know what? You need to take that and, and what is God? So we actually work out 
prophetic accuracy, not just, hey, we're just trusting the person that brings it. It also takes pressure off the person that's bringing it. Actually, together, we're going to say, does that witness with you? Has the Lord said that to you before? Is that what you're feeling? Because then we can actually test what is from the spirit and what is from our soul. Because there is sometimes an intermingle. No matter how hard we try, sometimes those two things do. And it's we're not going to hit it like 100% of the time, all the time. And so I say to guys, take what I've said to you, see what it, what, what's confirmed, what some of people around you and people you're accountable, what do they think? And then we decide, okay, this was from the Lord, this was from the Spirit, and I think this was a little bit of your flesh. Thanks, but <laughs> I'm going to toss that part. And so I, I, there, there is something of practicing hearing. Um, I thought I'm going to put someone on the spot this morning, but I won't, I won't put someone. It's not going to be you. <laughs> um, I thought I'm going to put someone on the spot this morning. I'm just trying to think who I would put on the spot this morning. Hmm? Choose Bex, choose Bex. Okay, Bex, I'm actually going to use you, but no, 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 no. I'm not going to make you, I'm not going to make you. Um... Okay, wait, I want to, no, I actually need to choose the person that I'm going to, that are going to be my, my guinea pigs. Minda, would you mind helping me? Okay, Minda, I'm going to stretch Minda. She doesn't mind. All right. So I'm going to get Minda out. You can, uh, you can come out when you're ready. Just thinking of... All right, Minda, you must face... You're going to face the wall. There we go. Siri wants to talk to me again. Not too sure why Siri wants to just have a conversation with me randomly. I'm just going to do this as an illustration. Come up for me. You just knew I was going to choose you. <laughs> All right, you're going to come and stand. You're going to face the wall with Minda. And let's choose one more person. Where's my hip-hop lady? Is hip-hop here? Yeah? There we go, Ash. There's an amazing word around that hip-hop word last night. It was so awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So the three of you are going to face the wall. Okay, and you, you sort of need to close your eyes because you might have really great per peripheral vision. All right. I don't want you to. I don't want you to talk. I don't want you to no, come forward, but don't say anything. So the the three ladies that are up there don't know who's coming up. Okay, this is an exercise to test that you are hearing completely from the spirit. Because when you can't see the person, when there's no visual connection, when there's nothing that you can say, okay, well, maybe I know. Because sometimes we can start from prophesying from something we know, and then God gives us more. But this is a great way if you want to exercise knowing what is purely from the Spirit as opposed to our flesh. Because sometimes our flesh can, because we know the situation or we know the person, um, it gets there. So I want you to come and stand over here. And there we go. All right, you can just, or you can sit here. It's not important. They don't need to see you. This feels like some dating show and you have to like ask the person <laughs> questions. You, you can sit, you can sit over there. That's great. Just so that other people could see you. All right. So now I'm going to ask the three ladies that are up here. Aren't you just so glad I did not choose you? <laughs> I'm just going, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm so glad I fasted breakfast. And um, 
All right, so I'm going to ask the ladies in the front here, literally, I'm not going to ask them for long epistle words or anything like that. I'm just going to say if you see a picture, if you get a name, if you get a picture of a person, a Bible character, if you get a feeling, if you get a sense, anything that they are feeling, thinking, sensing, seeing, I want them just to tell me that. All right, who wants to go first? I got the name Marilyn. Marilyn, okay. Was there any reason that you got something around that? Okay. Deborah from the Bible. Deborah from the Bible, good. I saw an enlarging of a heart. Enlarging of a heart. All right, so now there is no reason they should have got that, like at all. There was no nothing that they can see, nothing that they, they don't know who the person is, they don't know the situation. And this is a great way. We often do this at home. We, we've got like a WhatsApp group, and we'll just put on the WhatsApp group, couple A, person B, send what you see, think, or feel have no idea who it is. And so it's actually great because then there's no reference to that. And so it's a great way to test that. Is there anything else you're thinking, feeling, or seeing? Okay, so th there's no, re they, they, literally what they're getting now, they've asked the Lord, go with the first thing. Great prophetic tip, all right. Yeah, a, a sunrise or horizon with the sun. I don't, actually don't know if it's a sunrise or a sunset, but just horizon. Okay. So we've got enlarging hearts, Marilyn, uh, Deborah, anything else? Just to go with an enlarging of a heart, just that there's a new thing coming and that God's going to enlarge their heart for it and give them more than what they need for it to go out onto what they're doing next. Okay, wonderful. Is that lining up with something that you're feeling? Uh, you can just give me a nod or a... Okay, all right. And I I'll pick up now. We're going to pull the threads together. Are you getting anything else? Oh, look, I just saw the wind blowing. Blowing. All right, so there's a couple of words that have come through. So how do you tie that together? So you can ask the person that's receiving. You can do this at home group. This is a great exercise to do, and it's about practicing. It's actually about learning to practice what's from the spirit and what's from the soul. Um, and so sometimes to be able to turn down the soul, we just give the soul no information. Um, so it's got nothing to work off. And so that's a great way uh, to work on that. Do you like that? That's great. He was like, yeah. I love Americans. They like, so like, yeah, amen. <laughs> South Africans sit there like so quietly. And uh, like, are you people having fun? And, um, and so there was a couple of words that came. And so I'm going to pull them together in terms of what I felt. And so I, I felt like there was something, that whole new horizon, the enlarging of your heart. Um, what is this last thing you felt? The wind blowing. For me, it speaks a lot about something new, a change of season, a change, something new happening, the, the Spirit of the Lord coming to do something new. Uh, there were two words uh, that came around, two, the Deborah word and the Marilyn. You're thinking like, oh, my word. So Marilyn could be someone in your family or somebody that you know or anything like that, or it could be a type of a person. Um, and Deborah speak for, to, speaks to me a lot around the prophetic about having a voice and um, so pulling that all together, I just feel like the Lord says that he has given you a voice and there are winds of change blowing and there's, there's, there's things that God is re is shifting inside of you and in your heart that wants to allow more that's on the inside to come out. And I feel like you hang back a lot. You sort of like, and I oh, know why it was the Marilyn. So Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe, that's the Marilyn that comes to mind. And Marilyn Monroe, there was nothing like backfooted about her. She was just loud and proud and she just went out there. And I felt like the Lord said that he's drawing you out. He's drawing you out. He's drawing that which is within you. And there's an enlarging happening on the inside. And I felt like 
him saying there's a lot more in you than that people don't even know about. And I feel like him saying it's time to draw that out. It's time to draw that out. And I actually feel like what you what you carry, there's something upon your voice and what it is that you have to say. But I feel like you always step back. You'll always just be quiet rather than actually saying what it is that you, you want to bring. And I feel like there's power on that. There's authority upon that. And I feel like the Lord's wanting you. Deborah was also a judge. And so there was something of authority upon her. And God says there's a new authority that he wants you to step into. All right. Does that make sense? So you guys can all turn around. You probably don't know him. That's who you were prophesying over. All right. And so it's actually really stretching to prophesy like this, but it really helps you because you just think like there's no reason I should be thinking or feeling that. There's no like I'm, I'm maybe it's because I know the person or the situation or I sort of know who they are or that you're going off nothing. They, you're not seeing their face when you're saying it to them. So it's just an exercise. I'm not saying you need to do this like randomly out in public, but it's just, it's a way to, it's a way to be able to, to turn down the dial of our, of our mind, our will and our emotions and turn up the dial of the spirit. Does that make sense? So it's just an exercise you can do. How was that? Did you feel like there was anything on that? That was great. All right. And I just feel like, is that your wife that you're sitting with? I'm hoping it's your wife that you were cuddling with on the couch. <laughs> um, just, just checking. And uh, I, I just felt like there's a sense of, um, it's almost like your roles are going to start being reversed a little bit. It's almost like where you're the quiet one and she's the, the bubbly outgoing one. It's almost like your voice is going to be turned up. And uh, I just feel like the Lord says, man, it's time. It's time for you to come out. Um, I know she plays keys and she's involved with worship. And God says there's nothing background about you, that he has created you. Um, and I just even felt like what, you know, you play on the bass guitar. And uh, the bass guitar guys are always those like, do, 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 you know, like... <laughs> Generally, they like wear trench coats and just look dark and just like, mm, you know. And I felt like God said, like, I'm, I'm t- like, not that you're going to physically change instruments, but it's almost like on a team, like you're going to play a way more lead instrument. It's not going to be one that's just in the background. And him, him saying, it's like he's turning up the dial. He's turning up the dial. So do you, do you sing at all? Do I? Uh, I mean, sometimes, yeah. Uh, okay. Can you sing in tune? Yeah. Can I sing in tune? Yeah, yeah. Hey, can I sing in tune? Yeah. Tune, all right. But I just felt like there's something on your voice just that needs to come out. And I, and I don't really think it's even around worship. I think it's just in other areas that God wants to um, just turn up the dial. And he, people need to hear you. Great. Thank you, ladies. You guys were brave. Thank you. Not that I gave you any option to be brave. I just seconded you. Mm. Isn't that wonderful? Thank you very much. You are out of the hot seat. The blind date can now leave this. Can leave the room. All right. Grab your coat. All right. So I've hopefully giving you just a few handles and making it a little less intimidating. Um, I think what I'm going to do. What we, how we're doing time-wise. Um, just one more thing I'm going to do, and then we're going to do a little exercise just to close, and then we can go from that into having some coffee because uh, we need our fix. And uh, the, 
There's, there's a way that we can, if you feel like, okay, I'm getting a word, something's bubbling up on the inside, you, you've, you know, you've been hanging with Jesus, you're doing all the things we've spoken about, and you're just feeling, man, I'm feeling some stuff, I'm, I'm having a word, I feel it's from God, I feel it's from the Spirit of God. A quick way, whether you're receiving a word or whether you're giving a word, you can do a quick, like, three-point check. You know, you like to do your three-point check on the car. You can do a three-point check on a word. So whether I'm prophesying over Steve or Steve's prophesying over me, this is a quick three-point check you can do just to say, okay, before I release this, it doesn't need to be like a long thing, or before I receive this in my life, do these three things line up? The first thing is it biblical, all right? And so you might just go like, well, I don't think anything they just said other than maybe Deborah coming from the Bible was actually like verbatim scripture. And so often it, when I say it's biblical, that it lines up with biblical principles and it lines up with who God is, God's nature. And so the person receiving the word, are they receiving the heart of the Father? Are they... Are they receiving um, the nature of God? Are you expressing God's ways and principles? And so um, I often use this example. So, you know, S Steve's at home and Debs has just like had enough of him leaving his underpants and his socks on the floor. And she's just gone, people, this has been a hard road. And so I come and I say, Debs, I just feel like the Lord say, it's okay. You can move out. Go live somewhere else with someone else that picks up their underpants and their socks. Right now, she's going like, ding, 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 ding. Wrong. I'm not prophesying the principles, the nature of God. There's not the restorative forgiveness aspect of God, the grace of God being extended. And so the, so is it biblical? Does it reflect the nature of God? Like if you're coming and saying like, oh, you know what? I just feel like if you did this, this, and this, and you just worked a bit harder, then God would come through for you. No, actually, that's not the, the nature of God. God's God of grace and that will give you grace for what it is. We're not, that's not a works-based um, relationship that we have. So does it line up with scripture, the nature of God, the principles of God? The second thing, does it actually confirm something? So in your spirit, when you're giving the word or you're receiving the word, the, as best as you can, you're going, yeah, this, this, rings tree in my heart. It feels right. Um, and I know we, we don't always go on feelings, but this is a good time to go, does this, does this sit well with me? Does this confirm something that I've received before? Is it something that, you know, if you're receiving it and if you're giving it, does it confirm something in their heart? And don't be scared to say, does this make sense to you? Often we're like, okay, I'm just going to leave it there and we don't want to say anything. Just say, does it confirm? They're going like, no, actually not. And you go, okay, well, just file it see if it means anything, and if not, then just toss it, you know, like, I'm so sorry, I tried my best. Um, and so see whether it confirms what, it, you know, that sense of, is it from the spirit? And then the last thing is, and this is why I say it's really great sometimes, uh, we, we're not going to do the exercise like that now, but if you are giving someone a word or you want to prophesy over them, sometimes it's really helpful to have someone else with you because it says we know in part and we prophesy in part. And so what's really helpful with testing a word is if someone else is with you and they're going, yeah, yeah, I feel like there's something on that. Uh, so last night we prayed for someone and uh, Sheetal came and she stood with me and there was a sense of as we were praying for the person, there was like a, yes, yes, I'm, I'm with you. I'm feeling the same thing. So there's agreement as you pray over someone and you can, or you can give them the BDI and just go like, 
fuck no, <laughs> not not feeling the same thing. We're not we're not uh, gelling here. And so does, there, there's something of of safety in numbers from accountability point of view. Um, and also, if you receive a word, people that know you, people that you're accountable to, what is it that they think or feel? And so, biblically, does it line up with the nature of God, the principles of God? Does it feel right in your spirit? Like your spirit, there's not this jarring, like oh my word, I received a word once. As soon as I got it, I was just I was feeling uncomfortable. I had no peace, and I just said thanks enjoy your day <laughs> and we moved on and I just put it aside because it just didn't sit well with my spirit and often if I'm if I'm praying for someone I get that same feeling it's it's feeling it's feeling right and then th um, thirdly if you've got people around you at their safety in prophesying uh, together with people and it's also their safety in when you receive a word to bounce it off other people um, wise people that love the Lord <laughs> um, not your fortune telling neighbor all right. And so just where you are, we're going to do this exercise quickly. It's really just to help us bridge praying for people. This is the part where you're going, I need, it, I need the loo right now. <laughs> you do not need the loo right now. Tell yourself that. Um, I want you to just uh, find somebody, maybe that you, it doesn't need to be someone you don't know in a church that's almost impossible, but just find someone other than your spouse or your best friend sitting next to you. Um, can you quickly just... Um, find that person where you are just literally in the same row you might just need to swap a seat or two alright has everybody got either their phone or a pen and a paper with you oh, where is the girl that was sitting over there right now I was going to use you as an example oh there we go the lady that's sitting there with a the white scarf around your neck you, yeah that went what's your name Leanne Okay, so I'm going to use her as an example. I'm making it really difficult for the person that's with you. I'm like, how am I supposed to get something after that? And um, so what I want you to do is I want you just to look at the person right now. I'll demonstrate on Leanne in a moment. I want you just to look at the person that's with you. Right so what I want you to do is look at them, and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit. Remember, this is not like, it's just like the first thing that comes to mind, the first word, the first picture. I want you to ask the Lord if there was one area that they needed encouragement right now, what would that one area be? And I don't want you to tell them. I just want you to write it down or type it. Just one, like one word, one area that if they, let's say they were in your home group and you were praying for them and they said to you, there's just this one area that I would love encouragement in. I just need to be encouraged. I need prayer in this area. What do you feel that that area would be right now? It could be in the area of the finance, their marriage, their future, their ministry, whatever you feel in their relationship with the Lord, go with the first thing that you feel. Don't like go through a list. Jesus doesn't give us multiple choice and then hope we choose the right one. Right, so the first thing that you think, feel, see for them, that area of encouragement. All right, so if I had to look at, you said it was Leanne? If I had to look at Leanne and I had to say, okay, there was one area that I felt like the Lord wanted to encourage her in right now, it would be in the area of the gift and calling upon your life. Like, I just feel like there's something he wants to encourage you with what it is that you carry upon your life. So that's all I get for her. That's all I need. Just one area in the area of gifting or whatever. So just write that one. Don't tell them what it is. All right, now what, what I'd like you to do, we are not writing, for all those preachers amongst us, you are not writing an epistle or a sermon right now or another book of the Bible. You are writing two or three lines. That's it. 
So for our worship songwriters, they know that. Just write a verse. <laughs> and all I want you to do is write a prayer. So you're just writing a prayer. You're not prophesying over them. You're just going, uh, Lord Jesus, bless Leanne in the area of her gifts, her talents, and what it is that she carries upon her life. I pray that she would... Um, I pray that she would know and be sure in what it is that God's called her to, that there'd be no doubt around um, what it is that God has called her to, that there'd be a surety and a settling of what it is that God has for her. So can you just see, just a prayer. Um, I just want you to write two or three lines. Um, now what I want you to do is I want you to look at your screen or your piece of paper, and I want you to edit it. And I want you to change the Lord, will you, to the Lord wants to. So you're not asking God. So you're not saying, Lord Jesus, will you bless and encourage Leanne in this area? I'm saying the Lord wants to bless you and encourage you in this area. So you're changing the pronouns a little bit, the tense, the person, you're making it more. Right. And as you're writing that, if you feel like the spirit of overwhelm comes upon you and the spirit of enlargement you can add to that if you may be writing it and you feel a scripture that goes with that or you writing it and you're changing it and you see a little picture I want you to add that in okay while you're finishing how many of you found that like totally stretching like it was just hectically stretching all right did you find getting it was stretching or writing the prayer was stretching the guidelines okay you wanted to get bigger you wanted to embellish a bit not badly but Mm. Of encouragement, of yeah. Okay. I fit right into the goal. Okay, so I'm keeping this like um, as simple as possible. So obviously, that's why I said if you feel more, then obviously add that more. And the reason I'm saying that is because um, we're gonna we're gonna swap now, and then we can break for tea um, or coffee. <laughs> some tea drinkers in the house but um, the reason we do this is that if you are in a sense stuck or you don't know where to start so those of you that are comfortable with the prophetic you're just comfortable to jump straight in you'll just go hey I saw this I saw that it's because you're comfortable with that if you're not comfortable with just diving in and just going how do I get started and it's for a believer it's somebody that knows the Lord instead of saying like okay, I've got to have a word now just say can I pray for you because often as we pray and we just go with one thing your best prayer, just pray your best prayer. I was uh, mentored for a season by a lady called Kerry Southey, who is an incredible uh, prophetic lady from um, Australia. And she'd often just say, you know, when you're stuck, just pray your best prayer. Just pray your best prayer because praying is a work of the Spirit within us. And so as you start praying, you pray, even if you just get one thing that you need to pray for. Sometimes even if you just ask the person, if you have no idea, just saying, give me one area I can pray for. And as you pray for that, that line between prayer and prophecy, you crosses over quite quickly. And so as you just are disciplined in sense of just saying, can I pray for you? Can I step out? Can I, even if it's like I'm at home and you're in my home group and I'm just going to pray for you this week, just pray for someone and see as you're praying how that thing changes. And often just one thing that you feel, that, that line between prayer and prophecy actually is quite, a, um, quite an easy jump to make.
And that's how I started prophesying without actually knowing it. I would just pray my best prayer for someone. I would just come and say, you know what, Steve, I just felt the Lord wants to encourage you in this. And I, I prayed my best prayer. And all of a sudden, I'd start praying extra things that I was going like, sure, I'm not too sure where that came from. Or as I started praying for you, this is what I felt to pray. Or this is a picture I got. Or this was a scripture that just sort of bubbled out from the inside. It wasn't this booming thing. And so pray your best prayer and see how that converts and it takes you into a place of prophecy. If you have no idea where to start, you like going, I don't know what to do. Start with praying for people in your home group. It's a safe environment. Start praying for a, a friend in the church. Start praying for someone that you know um, and just saying, God, give me more for them. And as you pray, you'll be amazed at what comes. So the other day I was praying uh, for the church. I knew there was a big meeting that was on Thursday. And I was going, I was saying, okay, God, give me a word. You know, I did the like, oh, come on, Jesus. And then it was like, okay, just hang out with him. And I just started praying. And I just, I literally just started praying my best prayer, just praying God's will. God, And all of a sudden, as I started praying, I found myself praying something that didn't come from my head. It came from the spirit. And then I knew, okay, this is what God is saying. This is what God is on. And all of a sudden, as I started praying that I had this picture of something happening in heaven that was outworked on the earth, and I was going, I did not come up with that on my own. <laughs> like, not my brain power. Um, and so often, just pray your best prayer for someone. And I want to encourage you, practice this. Choose one person a week in your home group. Choose one person a day and say, I want to pray and I'm just going to ask the Lord, what area does he want to encourage them in? And pray it, write it down and then WhatsApp it to them or whatever you do here. Um, send it to them um, and encourage them. And so what we're going to do is we're going to, you can choose the first, I say victim, but the first, <laughs> the first person. And can I give you just a little tip? So not so much around giving a word, but when you receive a word, just smile. Just go, thank you. It's awesome. If you can crack a tear, it's really helpful. <laughs> and just go, like, it's the best thing ever. Just encourage the person that's giving you the word. Please do not sit there with the like, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Let's do this in a spirit of encouragement and just go, thank you so much. That was the best. So I want you to not just share, the, I don't want you to share the prayer. I want you to share the prophetic statement. Just You can just read it off your phone, just read it off the paper, and then you can WhatsApp it to them or tear the page out and give it to them. All right, we're going to do that. And at 11.40, we're back here. Go. Thanks again for listening. To stay up to date, follow at Anthem Church Chicago and visit us anthemforall.org. Anthem Church, all of Jesus for everyone.